What with all the news articles, televised events, and midnight politics freely flowing through my text messages these days, most people I know are still wondering who to trust as they get out of bed each morning. And as the daily search continues, people I know are looking for something to trust and they're looking for something promising to continue as they try to stay safe. And I would add, and I hear this from some of you often, try to find something positive throughout their day. So as you attempt to navigate the road ahead each day, how do you keep your eye on the prize? How do you stay positive? Where are you finding God obviously involved in the craziness of the world today? And exactly what are you doing so your trembling, anxious heart can learn again how to beat normally? I'm sharing with you today a really powerful reading from the prophet Isaiah chapter 65. For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former things shall not be remembered or come into mind. But be glad and rejoice, for in that which I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem to be a joy, and her people to be a gladness. I will rejoice in Jerusalem, and be glad in my people. No more shall be heard in it the sound of weeping and the cry of distress. No more shall, shall there shall there be in it an infant who lives but a few days, or an old man who does not fill out his days. For the young man shall die a hundred years old, and the sinner a hundred years old shall be accursed. They shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For like the days of a tree shall the days of my people be, and my chosen shall long enjoy the work of their hands. They shall not labor in vain or bear children for calamity, for they shall be the offspring of the blessed of the Lord and their descendants with them. Before they call, I will answer. While they are yet speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb shall graze together. The lion shall not. The lion shall eat straw like the ox, and dust shall be the serpent's food. They shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain, says the Lord. Friends, this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. News Bulletin! News Bulletin! We're turning another corner at Yuma First United Methodist Church, and we're turning that corner this week, my friends. You might even say, for a few days now, we're very briefly on the threshold of an exciting new future. But the question is, are you ready? Although your average person living in the trenches during the time of the prophet Isaiah would have been just trying to survive, would have been just trying to keep their head above water, Isaiah knew without a question that God would indeed 
fulfill his promises. And although many scholars would say that Isaiah's historical landscape was very unlike what we face today, I would invite you, myself, and those scholars to look much deeper into the depressing, devastating uncertainty that permeated daily life, especially during the time of Isaiah's writing. Yes, even though normal life had pretty much ceased because of the Babylonian conquest and the consequent robbery of life as they knew it, Isaiah wrote initially to people who seemingly had lost everything and had nothing to look forward to. Not really unlike the severity of the COVID fatigue drowning the world today. You know, it's an understatement to say that many folks feel like they've been run over by a freight train. Especially in today's reading, chapter 65, in this book, this prophetic book that, uh, uh, filled with promising and challenging 66 chapters of what I would say is stimulating imagery, Isaiah tells us about a time in the rich history of Israel when it was time for God's people to look ahead. To look ahead, trusting that God would not only be with them, but that God would be the one to deliver them from a life of pain, loss, separation, and a very palpable uncertainty to a life of beauty, promise, wonder, joy, and hope. I mean, think about it. Go ahead. Open your Bible commentary and read up on this. It had to have been a real struggle for your average person, your average mortal, to grasp that hope, healing, and really good things really were waiting for them just around the corner. This week, we are celebrating that God has brought us through a crazy, uncertain, and unprecedented time in our lives. Leadership, determination, courage, hope, struggle, prayers, setbacks, honesty, laughter, tears, accomplishments, and God's faithfulness are just some of the things that have brought us to where we are today. Indeed, I'm convinced, and I believe, the last six to seven months will continue to inform how we forge ahead. And the coming hours, days, and weeks are, without a doubt in my mind, already forming a bridge to our future. So as you and I look back, as we take notes, seek understanding, as we share our learnings, as we ask questions, as we discern a wise course of action, and as we remember to celebrate God's gifts to us. How will we use our rich experiences to, one, understand who we are today, two, discern where God is calling us this year, and thirdly, how will we allow this time in our lives to confidently and carefully launch us into the future as God's people? Well, let me 
share with you what I feel to be a few keys. Number one, remember the journey. I'm saying here, let's not sweep everything under the rug and act like it never existed. We've come through a tough time. Let's remember the journey. I'm certain when I say this, all of us have learned a lot, especially from the mistakes we've made and especially from the really tough and difficult times in our lives. Secondly, let's remember those who have brought us this far. Remember them, think about them, have good thoughts, celebrate the gifts of life that they have brought to us, that they've given to us, and the gift of life that still are a part of us. Next, be thankful. Be thankful. We all know that a heart filled with gratitude changes everything. Don't we all know that? We do. We all know that when we see the world like it's half full or half right, uh, that quite often that's all we see. And the good things that are present, they seem to escape us. My friends, gratitude changes everything. Another thing, we talked about this a lot last week. B, seek and strive to be a well. Be a deep reservoir of God's love, of wisdom, of peace, of grace. Be a, just be a well of, of, of gentleness and peace and love for all people that are within your reach. And lastly, another very important key is we seek to uh, nurture and build the future that waits for us. Seize the day. I mean it. Seize the day. Join me. Let's not waste any more precious time complaining and grieving because we can't get back to normal. Rather, it's time to rethink and reimagine who we are and allow God to be our trusted guide. It's time to allow God to be our bridge to the future. Bob Goff, Bob Goff, by the way, is one of our personal favorite uh, devotional and meditation writers. He tells a powerful story of his climb up Mount Kilimanjaro, the 19,000 giant volcano that towers over East Africa. And when specifically asked about the marvelous beauty and the breathtaking sights that he took in on his life-changing journey, his response went something like this. I'm paraphrasing this. Well, there were many times when in order just to be safe, I focused on the boots of my guide. Where he walked, I walked. Where he stepped skillfully and carefully, I stepped. When he stopped, I stopped. I was so intent on watching his boots and closely following him, I missed a lot of the sights, sounds, and distractions around me. And you know what? It reminds me to this day of the crucial importance of faithfully and closely following Jesus and allowing Jesus to be our trusted guide every day and throughout our daily life. 
So as we turn a major corner in the new life of the church, Yuma First, I'm urging you today to remember these foundational thoughts, these realities. You might even say these core foundational things that we can carry with us. You might even say that these are the the steel structure that supports a strong foundation as we move ahead. Number one, Isaiah's vivid picture of a new heaven and a new earth reminds us continually that God has brought us to where we are today. God has been with us throughout this difficult time, and it is God who will lead us and guide us into a blessed future. Secondly, God has brought us through this crazy, uncertain time, and God will continue to wisely and carefully guide us into beautiful places if only we allow him, our trusted guide, to be our bridge to the future. Friends, I close today with the Daily Dig. The Daily Dig is a daily meditation uh, that comes into my inbox. And um, if you click in the right place, uh, you'll find the link to what's called the Daily Dig. And this is the Daily Dig for October 27th. It's written by a guy named Eberhard Arnold. God's clear demand is for our complete obedience and faith. We should go through fire and water to do what he says. So let us not fool ourselves. Our words and prayers, our church going or attendance at meetings, our charity, our philanthropy, will show that our life is lived in God only when our faith is genuine enough to make us hand ourselves over to God in resolute obedience. Deeds, not words and feelings, are the everyday test of our faith. So may it be. Amen. God bless.